Hi, welcome to Inspiring Conversations, bonus content from O'Kelly's Inspiring Change podcast. I'm Simon Buer. Last November, I had the good fortune to meet Kim Clary, an occupational therapist, international speaker, consultant, poet, and self-advocate with unique experience in understanding the intersection of autism, mental illness, and trauma. I also met her husband and writer and novelist, William Miller. Both Kim and William participated in episode five, It's Different for Girls, a conversation with four women on the spectrum. It actually should have been called A Conversation with Four Women on the Spectrum and One Guy Not on the Spectrum. But that's a way too long and far too complicated title for a podcast episode. Anyway, the day before that interview took place, Kim and William joined me for the open mic session that we're about to share with you. It's a short conversation that ends far too quickly, so we're definitely going to work on scheduling a follow-up chat with them sometime soon. In the meantime, enjoy this sweet story of how two people met and how they make the relationship work. I think right now, given everything that's happening in the world, we could all use more sweet stories of how two people make things work. Here's Kim Clary and William Miller, recorded in front of a live audience at OcaliCon 2019. William, I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> heard a lot about me, yes. Yeah. That's unusual. Most people have heard a lot about Kim. That's how I heard about you. <laughs> First, I heard about Kim. There's so much I want to talk about. I'm trying to okay. narrow it down. Can I start with a poem? Sure. Okay. I, I wrote this poem um, when I was... Uh, in and out, well, I was in and out of psychiatric facilities for over 10 years, and I was completely mis, misheard, misunderstood. And I had been told I needed to go to hospice. I had been told I needed to live in a nursing home, that my autism was moderate to severe. And I, I wanted to communicate the things that I needed because of my autism, and I couldn't. Um, and I became at a point of despair. And... One day, I wrote this poem. Stop. Open your eyes. I am not who you say I am. Plainly, I am just Kim. I am not a diagnosis code in a book. Take a step back and look. Stop. Pause. Give me time to process what is said. Too much too fast is not good for my head. I just need a few minutes to hear what you say. Please be patient with me, okay? Thank and, you, Kim. That was beautiful. <laughs> thank you. And for me, the the what what helped me turn around was William. Um, he was the one who was patient with me, and he came into my world first without um, expecting me to come out into into this world where it's too loud and too busy and too confusing. Um, he came into my world and just sat with me and held my hand for a little bit, and then slowly he he brought me brought me out and I in the past three four four years about four years now I've been able to enjoy things like going to um, the botanical gardens at Christmas and look at looking at the the lights um, and because of William because of of his patience and understanding so you couldn't do that before 
No. Well, I would go, but then it was too loud and too busy that I would um, dissociate, and I wasn't able to enjoy it. So now I go and I close my eyes, and he can lead me with my hand. <laughs> and then um, when, when I can handle it, I open my eyes, and I'm able to, to be present and in the moment so I can engage. And then when you need to disengage again, you can do that. Mm-hmm. How did you two meet? <laughs> We've got two different uh, two different versions of that tale. You want to go ahead? Okay. So my version is <laughs> my version is um, I was trying to get into a Bible study and I was having a hard time because uh, of the environment. It would be loud, and so I contacted somebody, um, the head of a singles group, and um, told them about my autism. And he set me up with. Um, a lady named Diana who came to my house and got to know me. And um, I told her about the autism and um, what it looks like when I'm getting overstimulated. And she asked if I wanted to go to a game night that evening. And even though it was last minute, I said, okay. And so she drove me there. And I was really disappointed because um, people were just eating and talking and there were no games and I wanted to play games. Wait a minute. What kind of game night was this? <laughs> yeah. So I was really confused. And after about 30, 40 minutes, then a game started. But by that time I was too overstimulated and I, I sat down and William came and sat next to me and he was trying to talk to me, but I couldn't talk. Um, I thought she was playing hard to get. And <laughs> Is that version two? Or <laughs> no. We haven't hit that yet. Okay. And so Diana came and got me and because she saw I was overstimulated, and we left. And then William contacted me by Facebook. Yeah. But his story is, is much more funny. <laughs> I was, uh, I, at the time, I was working in a, a warehouse in Florida with no air conditioning. Oh. So by the end of the day, I was is that legal? just gross. You... And unfortunately, yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, I was gross and nasty. And, and the girl who was doing this game night, Sarah, she had designs on me. She really wanted me to be there. And I kept saying, no, 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 you know, I'm going to be gross. I'm going to be sweaty. And she finally said, you know, if you're not there, nobody else is going to be there. She said, I'll tell you what, why don't you take a change of clothes with you to work? You come to my house right after. You can shower here, change your clothes. Nobody will ever know. And, you know, of course, I said, well, you know, oh, okay. So after work, I go and I get in the shower and there's no soap. And I'm, I'm wet. And I wrap a towel around me and I step out into the hall to say, you know, like, hey, Sarah, where's the soap, you know? <laughs> and Kim had arrived early. And there With a bar of soap. There. <laughs> so there I am in a towel and Kim is standing there and I said, this isn't what it looks like. But the great thing is... Kim had no clue what it looks like, you know, because she has autism. I didn't even she remember just, it. You know, she took it for what it was, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm sure there was a whole lot of talk going on in the rest of the group. Uh, but, but Kim took it absolutely in stride, and she didn't even understand why it was funny until years later when we told it to a conference, and uh, her, her mom was there at the same time. And everybody was laughing, and I was like, what is so funny about your story? <laughs> so that's that's how we met that's beautiful yeah i like both versions i thought i would i would like one over the other but i like both of them <laughs> william was going to share he did a really good blog about um about relationships and autism oh yeah let's hear some of that um yeah well of course it's a pretty long blog and i don't remember the whole thing off the top <laughs> of my head um 
But I will say that. Um, what do you like about me? This was uh, yeah. This was in <laughs> this was Skip in response to, to some some negative things we had been hearing on the internet about uh, autistic and neurotypical relationships, and uh, you know my my pushback against some of those uh, voices. Wait, what, what were the negative? Like they can't work. Stay you know, away yeah, from it. A lot it. of people okay. are just saying stay away from it. It's it's a really you know oil and water relationship. Yeah, it's not gonna, people with autism are conceited. Just yeah. a bunch of negative stuff. Wow. Um, you know, and, and I, I put up a blog post basically saying that you know I, I find my relationship with Kim very refreshing. Um, I don't have to play any of the neurotypical games with Kim. Right when she says she's going to the store to get a bag of chips, it means she's going to the store to get a bag of chips. Not we need to reevaluate the relationship. Right with a neurotypical person, they'll say one thing, and then you have to parse their words and try and figure out what the meaning was mm -hmm. at the bottom of all of that. And I don't have to worry about that with Kim. Right, she's just going to tell me what she thinks. Um, and, and so that's just uh, that is very refreshing to me, right? It, it's all right there on the surface, and I, and I don't have to play the games. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, you know, Kim just brings to our relationship such a unique perspective. I tell people all the time, she's the problem solver in our relationship. If there's a problem, she's the one that's going to come up with the fix for it. Um, and I just do the typical male thing and sort of dig in my heels and be grumpy about it and not want to talk about it. But Kim's the one going, well, how do we fix this? How do we meet in the middle? What can we do? Um, so, yeah, it's just been a real delight. You're listening to Inspiring Conversations, bonus content from Ocali's Inspiring Change podcast. I'm Simon Buer. I was speaking with Kim Clary and William Miller during an open mic session recorded live at OcaliCon 2019 in Columbus, Ohio. You can read more of Kim's poetry on her website. It's at kimclary.com. That's K-I-M-C-L-A-I-R-Y, all one word, dot com. And you can find more episodes of Inspiring Change at ocali.org slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, check out our ongoing series, Voices, Visions, and Victories, snapshots recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, they're available at ocali.org slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. I'm Simon Buer. See you soon. <laughs>